Click on the Africa Needs Jesus banner. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Okay, I think there's a general understanding in uh, Christianity across America and in our churches across America when we're talking about things going on in other parts of the world, uh, developing countries, third world areas, places like, for example, Haiti, that uh, we all know that there's huge problems there uh, governmentally, socially, from a gospel perspective, but especially when it comes to children. And we know that there are nightmares occurring. That's why uh, Sound of Freedom, the movie that just came out, uh, what was that, like six weeks ago, eight weeks ago, uh, just kind of blew the doors off at the box office dealing with human trafficking, especially ch- sex trafficking, especially amongst children. And most people, I think, are generally aware that we have a huge problem around the world. And uh, in our neck of the world, uh, Haiti is kind of a, a ground zero for a lot of uh, ministry work in America. I have a lot of friends in churches that have been to Haiti many, many times. And so one of the ways that you help children around the world, and not so much in America, which we'll talk about, but certainly around the rest of the world, of course, is you have to uh, cut a check and support and occasionally visit an orphanage. But what if you found out that orphanages are actually not the answer, that uh, if, in fact, if you want to be a good steward of God's resources and you want to be a good steward of God's love and you want to be a good steward of God's special creation, in this case, these little children, what if I told you that an orphanage then is the last place that you should support? As a matter of fact, perhaps you should even go so far as to say, I'm going to oppose orphanages, at least in this case, perhaps in Haiti. Uh, will we go that far today? I don't know. Uh, I think there's a good chance we will. That's not going to be on me. That's going to be on Lisa Hyatt, uh, who's here today. She's the executive director of Overture International, a North Carolinian herself. Uh, Lisa, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Thanks for having us, Steve. You're very welcome. So you're from Faith, North Carolina, I am. which is near Salisbury. Salisbury. Do you right? get, see? I'm a I'm a Yankee. That's why I said <laughs> Salisbury right. instead of exactly. Salisbury. Exactly. Does Faith? Do you guys have your own bumper stickers? Like, if you're from Faith, North Carolina, that's got to bring you a little extra favor in the throne room. There's I would not think. even a stoplight in Faith. Really? <laughs> so, so maybe you need to have a lot of faith to live in Faith, exactly. North Carolina. Uh, and so, and then here in a minute, I, I want you to introduce us to your friend Anel, who's actually from. Okay. Haiti. But tell us just a little bit, uh, Lisa, about Overture International, just kind okay. of a 30,000 foot view. And then we'll, sure. we'll drill down more as we get going. And then I want to find out a little bit about how you got involved. But tell us about the work first. Okay. Overture International is a mission that works in Lakai, Haiti, which is on the southern peninsula of Haiti. Uh, we focus on child protection. We reunify children that are in orphanages or living on the streets or in rest of situations, which is domestic slavery. And we uh, work on family strengthening and community uh, development projects. How how bad is that in Haiti with respect to children? Like how many children are really in a bad place? There are hundreds of thousands of children in bad places. Uh, we know of 30,000 that are in orphanages today, probably more because there's many orphanages that we're totally unaware of. Um, but there, there are hundreds of thousands of children at risk. Um, especially those in orphanages yeah. right now. And, and then how's the nice girl from Faith, North Carolina, get involved with Haiti? 
No, oh, that's a little tricky. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually a, a financial management person, and I was contracted uh, more than 12 years ago as a financial controller for an organization that was supporting the largest orphanage in southern Haiti. Um, as soon as uh, I got on the ground, my first trip evaluating the organization, um, things were askew, uh, to say the least. Um, so, so your assumption going there was, hey, I'm doing great work. I'm going to Haiti and know, helping with an orphanage. That was my prayer going into this yeah. work yeah. was, you know, God lead me um, to where my skills are needed and, and place me in a, in a, in a, with a partner, with a con- client that needs my skills. And, and he did. Um, I didn't realize it at that time. I thought I uh, had entered into to something that was a little unknown to me. Um, but I knew that there was problems, and I knew that kids needed help, and I knew that the most of every dollar was definitely not getting to these children. Yeah, so, so. it was shocking, to say the least, when you got boots on the ground on that. It was, and it was, it was a long journey. Um, because I didn't, I didn't step out when I saw the problems. I stuck with it. I stuck with it for eight years before. With that organization? We with that organization trying wow. to turn it around um, and eventually led to um, the organization that was su- supporting it shut down. So I had founded an organization two years prior. We took over. Uh, we reunified 250 children that wow. were remaining in the orphanage. And so was this an American-based company originally? Yes. And did it fall under the – were their eyes wide open, Lisa, to the problem with orphanages, in this case in Haiti? But were their eyes wide open? What What do you think the problem was there? Because obviously there were massive problems. But they're there there was. looking like they're going to do something great. Exactly. They wanted to continue mission. It, it was – they were protecting their reputation. They were protecting the orphanage owner. They were wanting to continue the mission as an, as an orphanage. So on a scale from 1 to 10, how bad was the orphanage in, in and of itself? You know, I'll let you answer that question. <laughs> yeah, so introduce <laughs> us to Anel. We're going to hit the so, break here in a second. but uh, Anel Andre. Um, Anel and I have been working together since 2018. He is our development manager. Uh, he has a master's in social work. And Anel, I'll let you take it from there. And you're a Haitian. Yes, uh, I'm Haitian. Born and raised in Haiti. Then everything in, in Haiti. Then I know this orphanage is uh, this orphanage for long, and I will say that probably three out of ten, three, four, because I, I wanted to shut down it like more before Lisa. Yeah, uh, I met Lisa. Yeah, because I work for IBSR, the government agency that work in child protection. Was was that orphanage as bad as it was? Would you say it was normal for most orphanages in Haiti? It, it is. It was better than, than most of the orphanages. In it Haiti. was better than most, and it was horrible. Yeah. Which tells you all you need to know about the state of orphanages in Haiti. Yeah. And, and did that just become, now just kind of the way it is down there? We only have like 30 seconds. But is, was that the way it is, that just orphanages are bad, kids are being abused, and it's never going to change? Uh, out of 700 and more, only 35 has like accreditation from the government. Like when I say accreditation, they, they have the authorization to, to, to run because... They are not good. Most of the others are wet orphanages. That means they need to, to be closed. Yeah, so most of them need to be shut down. Yes. Right. Uh, which enter in Overture International. So we'll keep talking about that. Lisa Hyatt is here. She's the executive director. Anel Andre is here from Haiti, who's also a development manager with Overture International. Orphanages are not the answer. I want that 
statement ringing in your head as we continue this conversation. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. Today we're talking about a very important topic and a a little line that I dropped into your head at the end of the last break. Orphanages are not the answer. I know that that sounds counterintuitive, but keep listening and you'll come to an understanding quickly. Like, for example, as we're talking about Haiti and um, Lisa Hyatt is here. She's the executive director of Overture International, as well as Anel Andre is here. He's actually Haitian himself, uh, had a master's degree. He's he's the development manager. And we're talking about orphanages and the situation there for a lot of us in the church. That sounds like a no-brainer. We support an orphanage in Haiti. Everybody pats themselves on the back. You write a little check or whatever, and you think you're helping. What if you found out that you're actually hurting and not just hurting in kind of a generalized way, but it's actually harming children uh, and and directly in ways that if you saw, for example, uh, Sound of Freedom, if it, it does, can an orphanage become a factory for trafficking and slavery? And the answer probably is going to be yes. And so we're going to rethink uh, our position on orphanages inside the church as something we think we're doing to the glory of God. Uh, but could, we could very well be emissaries of Satan while we think we're <laughs> helping the kingdom. We're not. And so we're going to keep talking about this. For example, about 754 orphanages in Haiti that we were just talking about, Lisa. Uh, but about 720 of those should be shut down tomorrow. So this is a huge problem. And so what what kind of led to the beginning of Overture International? You see this huge problem because you were working around an orphanage. And you're going to start Overture International in order to accomplish what? Well, actually, it, you know, we started Overture International. Um, it was basically my exit plan for working with this orphanage. I saw the needs in the community. I saw the conditions that the families were in, and and families needed help. And this is why Overture International started. It wasn't my intent at that time to take over um, the orphanage and transform it, but that's how it happened. Um, so we did take out take on that big challenge um, and reunify 250 children from the orphanage. Um, we just finished about three or four years okay. of reunifying mm-hmm. those children. Every one of them are still with their families. Wow. Um, and many of the families have progressed through our support plans that we put in place and, and are on their own. Uh, only about 66 of those children um, are still needing you know, significant help yeah. um, in their families. But they are they are still with their families and their communities. So it was a really, really nice thing to be able to reunite them. And we're continuing that work by working with more orphanages to help them transform their services and reunify children. Now help us understand how we uh, can get comfortable looking at an orphanage as something that's actually, um, I guess, evil is not too strong of a word, especially in the Haitian context. But help us understand why these things I, are so bad. To be quite honest, I don't know that that's a strong strong word or not because I think anytime you break a family and you you take a child and separate them from their family mm-hmm. and their community that's a brokenness that yep. doesn't get fixed um, and that can that can impact generations from that child because they have attachment disorders um, they have trauma from the separation that doesn't necessarily in, in most cases get addressed so we've had children that we have been working with for for years now, um, Anel and I, you know, started out working with some youth that had aged out of the orphanage that didn't have the opportunity of counseling and social work before a reunification, and they were completely unable to integrate yeah. into society. 
um, today we still have those cases that these these young young adults are dependent still they are unable to um, support themselves to gain any sort of independence yeah and then is there is there abuse is there trafficking because I know you've worked with some organizations that deal with trafficking that's a big problem in Haiti uh, and even today you all sent me an email that had a story in it that was just about the way some handicapped kids were being treated and just left for dead, basically, and cast aside. I mean, any. Spe- I, I'm asking for specific examples because I want to make people understand, not in a general way, but in a very specific way, how bad it can be in an orphanage in Haiti. Uh, I would say there's a lot of abuse cases in orphanage in Haiti. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, from my experience, my long experience with orphanages, I have never seen an orphanage that not have a story of abuse in it. Like any of any yeah, abuses yeah, in all yeah, of them. Yeah. Or suspicious or there's a confirmed ca- case, always a case of abuse, sexual abuse or they Physical beat them. Abuse. But something to add to what to what Lisa said earlier, it's when you remove a child from his family, it mm-hmm. is not only the, the, the child that you 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 you, you arm, it, it is also the family. Because you tell to this family, to this to this mom that you are not capable of t- of taking of your of your own child right then you kill this this person socially emotionally because you tell you you are not you, you can't do your job right. I'm, I'm going to do your job devastating for, for you. yeah. right yeah and so horrific and so that so how do you reunify these families like why are these kids being pulled out of their families in the first place what's causing that it's poverty lack of education um and Elle educated me a little bit on on something here recently and when we were writing our book um Poverty is not the only reason for family separation. It's an outcome, but the key reason is education. Parents aren't educated. They're not given the the support that they need. They don't have a safety net in their communities. Um, If organizations, instead of coming in and saying, hey, we'll take your child, and that'll give you some relief, why not sit down with that family and say, hey, how can we give you the support? How can we help you get the education? How can we help you keep your family intact? Well, that's my next question is who's taking kids from families? Like who's doing that? You know, most of the children that we had at the orphanage that we took over, they were recruited to that orphanage. orphanage. Well, what does that look like? That means that they had staff members that went out and took children and convinced parents that, hey, the kids will be better off in the orphanage. Mm. Um, Let me give you an example uh, sure. that happened in Haiti. That someone go one day to a family, and they, they, he told the mom that if you give me your child, he will go to school, to better school. Right. He will eat three times a day. He will even leave the country to go to the United States. And one day this mom come to my office when I was working for the government, and he's, she said that I want I want to go to get back my son because I don't like the way that I see him after one year he has been placed into this orphanage, but they refused to give it to give him to to me. I said what? Let's go and I go with with her. Yeah. And say, tell them hey give back to to, to this mom his his boy right now, and they do it. On their way to go back to bring her to his house her house. I asked, but what, what, why did you place your, your son there? She said, it's because they, they told me that she, he will be better. But after one year, it was not the case. Then I decided to take it. Then that, that's the case. It is not because parents are asking for people to take their child. It's because they, they bring sure. lies to, 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 those, to those parents. 
and they accept to do to do so. And Lisa and I will do something one day. We we have a group of parents and ask them the question. Nine out of ten say that it's because someone from the orphanage, like it can be the owner, it can, can be staff, that yeah. go to them and ask them to give them their, their Because child. we're going to give your son or daughter a better life. Yes. A better life. Yes. They're recruiting. Yeah. It is false promise. And for the yeah. orphanage, the more kids they have, the more money they raise. Is that the bottom line? Exactly. Exactly. So and they're it, a means to an end. Right. And it creates a false society for the children. Right. Because they're raised now in a society separated from their real communities. They're not learning the Haitian culture. Yep. Nothing so healthy not about learning, that. They're not learning how to function in the family. Right, right. You're just creating more dependence and you're breaking up families, all of which uh, Satan laughs all the way to the bank on that one. Orphanages are not the answer. We'll continue our conversation. Overture International, this is Steve Noble. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show, talking to Lisa Hyatt as well as Anel Andre from Overture International, their website. Nice and simple, overture.international. That is not a typo. That's actually the website, overture.international. I'll put the links up on uh, Facebook Live and Rumble here in just a minute, but you can go there and begin uh, to dive in a little bit to the uh, not only the topic that we're discussing generally, orphanages are not the answer. In Haiti, they're actually a big part of the problem. <clears throat> but then where do you go from there? And and one of the things that we keep talking about, uh, Lisa and Anel, is, is is development. You've used that word multiple times. It's all throughout the website. It's all throughout uh, the booklet you brought to me and, and developing. And, and that's the difference between aid, which kind of flies in and helps people with the immediate problem, gives them some food and blah, 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 blah. And then you're out of there. Pat yourself on the back. You did a nice thing. Uh, but development then try to get these people on their own feet so that they're not susceptible in the first place. You were mentioning a lot of these orphanages literally recruit. Uh, Anel, you said that they show up and say, well, you're, you're, we'll take your son and your daughter. They'll get educated. We'll take care of them. You can't. Uh, you don't have enough money. You're impoverished, whatever. Uh, and then they stick them in these orphanages with all these other kids where they're abused and not raised in the way they should go. And they don't have any skills. And then at 18, they come out. And isn't gang life a huge problem in Haiti? I mean, it's basically like Somalia down there now. Yes. Currently, Haiti is facing a big problem of gangs. And those gangs are you really young people. And a lot of them have been unexperienced with orphanages. If I take the case in Lekai only. The prison actually in Lekai, like the biggest prison in yeah. Lekai, in the soft end, like the, we have uh, 29 youth that have been on only one orphanage. Wow. Yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. gangs in Haiti love orphanages, right. right? Am I reading that wrong? You are because they are yeah. kind of creating people for them. Of course. Yeah. They mm -hmm. come out disillusioned. You were talking about this, Lisa, uh, and this is different from us in America because we generally, you, you mentioned this, and we see it with our own kids. Your son's in Maine. Mine's in San Francisco. You turn 18, you go to college or whatever, but you're out. You don't want right. to stay around your family. You don't want to stay around your extended family. You want to get out of there and go do your own thing because that's the way we operate in this country. But in Haiti, family is extensive and not just right. mom and dad, uncle, aunt, grandmother, grandfather, first cousin, second cousin, third cousin. It's a totally different and that, that's a big deal when it comes to these children, right? It is. It is. And, and when you take a child from that, you're not just taking them from their family and their parents. You're taking them from their community. Their support system yeah. is gone. 
you're placing them in an orphanage and they're put with a lot of kids that they don't know and they're left there most of the kids would never have never visited their families yeah. um, they're not encouraged to go back the orphanages don't continue to try to reach out to the family or try to help or even have a process of saying hey we're through this period we're going to work with the family so you can be reunited they don't have a process like that it's just a clear separation which is very traumatic for children oh very traumatic for children i'm just reading from the uh, brochure you all brought me up and we were mentioning the 754 less than five percent of those orphanages have been able to meet state requirements there were 25,000 children still living in the orphanages that's in 2018 uh, 2018, 400 orphanages were required to close, with 307 of them flagged for perpetrating physical or sexual abuse. The, Haven, the Haitian orphanage system has been proven to be a breeding ground for corruption, abuse, and trafficking, which is why, obviously, we're saying today uh, orphanages are not the answer. And most children in orphanages actually have living parents or other family members, to your point, Lisa. And then down at the bottom of this page, 88.6% of children have both parents living. Yes. Right. That seems to be the answer that these children should actually be with their pa parents and their families and their extended Absolutely. families because that's their community. Yes. And that's where they're safest. A lot of people think that they'll be safer in an orphanage. Yeah. They are not safer in an orphanage. So are, so are all the churches that support orphanages, in this case Haitian orphanages, American-based churches, uh, is it just ignorance? They don't have any clue? They're like they were recruited. Like the kids were. Right. And I, sold a bill of goods, and they don't know what's actually happening. I Is think, that? I think they believe they're helping. Yeah. But they are funding this problem. Yeah. If their funding would, would be to support the families, it, we wouldn't have this problem we have today. And so how's that going, engaging the church with that message? Um, not very welcome. Well, we do kill the prophets, Lisa, so just we remember do. that. <laughs> we do. So are they just... So, uh, I mean, I mean, up front, I could imagine for a church, that's kind of hard to hear. Yes. But once you start yes. showing them reality. And it's hurtful. Yeah. I, I believe they, they feel that they've been lied to. So we have approached some churches that were supporting an orphanage and supporting the orphanage we took over. Mm -hmm. um, some were angry. Um, some were welcomed the information and learned and continued to support and and acknowledged and continued to be engaged in, in learning our new way of working. Um, others just totally resisted. Yeah, yeah. And so important, are all orphanages bad? Again, I'm, I'm looking at and you can find this information on the website as well. Uh, it's crucial to, re to recognize that not all orphanages operate with bad intentions. That's very nice of you to say. <laughs> However, decades of evidence show that orphanages ultimately harm children. So now we're in a stewardship question here, not only about the money, but more, more importantly, stewardship of these children. Even the best orphanages, quote unquote, lack the family environment that children need to thrive. And so the, the, the report is in, the numbers are in, orphanages are not working. They're That's unnatural, right. really, when you think about it. It's That's outside right. of God's chosen order and its design. And so once you start moving them over, I, I'm going to ask you about development because you've dropped that word into this conversation probably 30 times in the last 45 minutes. <laughs> so ta let's talk about development because when you reunite these families, then the families obviously need help in order to support themselves, which, Anel, I would, I would imagine Haitians uh, would rather support themselves than be the ward of some other NGO or some even some Christian organization. I'm sure there's people that you want to help ourselves. I want to support myself. So yeah. talk about development because right. I want to know how that works here. So when we, we started um, the process of, we decided, number one, okay, these children have to go home. Uh, we're taking over this project. Um, and we evaluated 
what it was going to take to really help these families get to the point of independence. We knew that wasn't going to be an easy process, yeah. <laughs> so we developed um, what we call a, a support a system support plan, and yeah. a support plan for the families, and we committed to those families for three years right off the bat. We said, okay, first year, this is the support we're going we're gonna to give and the work we're going to invest in your family, um, second year and third year. And we've been monitoring that and evaluating and walking with these families for the last three and four years. And what kind of things are you doing to help them move forward? What does this we, look like? We do empowerment workshops. And I know I'm going to let you talk about this because this is your we, social work area. <laughs> we, we, we try to, to touch what the youth say that, that made them take the decision to, to give away the, the children. Like the education, we make sure that we, we pay the education not only for this child, but for the children in, in the family, then we ensure that we, we, they go to school. Then we provide support and food, but not giving food away. Help them doing the farming. Then we support the farming. Like we give them goods so they can, they can feed. By they can their support themselves. 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 And we do the counseling. Then our social workers and psychologists, they go to those families to do counseling, to mm -hmm. make sure that the interactions into the family it is going well. Then uh, we do the empowerment with community leaders because what we do when we go into a community, we don't we don't want to replace the right. people into right. the community. Right. We work with them, we help them identify their needs, but also the the, the 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 strengths, what they can do, what they have into this community. And when they do that, we have them make a plan. And we support for them this, this plan that they, they, they present to, to us. Yeah, so you're trying to get not only that child reintegrated, which is going to take a lot of counseling because they're in an orphanage situation where you lose all those skills or yeah. they're never developed in the first place. And then to get this family moving in a healthy direction, but not just the family, but that whole community, which is usually yeah. the family, so that yeah. they're self-sufficient and then they're not easy marks for the for the uh, orphanage people in the future. Excellent. Uh, that's right. Because we don't want the family coming back to us for right, help. Right, right. They need to be going to their community leaders. And the community le leaders need to know that they're the ones responsible to care and to provide the resources for their, for their families and their community. So when it comes to resources, talk about this because we mentioned this earlier, like rice. Like you can bring stuff in from outside, which is what I think of as Haiti, is Haiti mm -hmm. doesn't develop anything, doesn't have its own stuff. We just bring everything in from the outside. Uh, but that's actually killed the Haitian economy. Exactly. It, it looked, it looked. Like, so talk about rice. Lisa, you brought that up earlier. Right. 80% of the rice on the market today in Haiti is imported. It's put farmers out of business. Um, farmers have become demotivated, so they're not farming. Um, we developed a food packaging program. Um, one of our goals was, I mean, we actually at one point were, were bringing manna pack in. We were part of the problem at one point, yeah. and we're using that food to distribute in times of crisis. But we realized, hey, we can do this ourselves. The farmers have the ability to grow. There's there's tons of farmland. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why aren't they growing? They're very good land. So, yeah, that's why the French went there in the first place. Right. Yeah. So we started going to food um, food aid organizations and saying, hey, how can you help us develop our own food packing program in Haiti using the Haitian rice and beans? Yeah. We reached out to a ton. We found one. Wow, yeah. <laughs> we yeah, found yeah. one. Hard to turn that ship. And, and there's a lot of money in, in, in relief organizations. you got to exactly. remember that, that they're making money, they're raising money. It's not always a pretty thing. We'll pick it up there when we come back. Right.
Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. That was a good one. A good reminder, Lisa. Lisa, all of Haiti does not look like Port-au-Prince. Port-au-Prince <laughs> makes right. the news, and Port-au-Prince is the epicenter. And uh, and when we see things going on, like the earthquake in 2010, all the other train wrecks that, unfortunately, we've seen in Haiti, uh, it's always Port-au-Prince, 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 but there's more to Haiti than just Port-au-Prince. So don't, don't assume that the whole thing's... Uh, just fallen apart and unworthy of our help or our attention or our prayers, our support. Uh, There are a lot of things going on that are great and especially what Overture International is doing. And again, the focus being on, on families and their, and that community, that family community to support them, to help them get to where they're self-sufficient, where they're raising their own children as opposed to being uh, misled by these orphanages, remembering that orphanages are not the answer the, the, uh, the evidence is in after decades of looking at it and they don't work and they're easily abused. And like one of the problems you have in, in Haiti right now is the gangs are all involved uh, targeting orphanages. And so why would you want to continue to feed the gangs there? So there's a lot, there's a lot of problems in, in even kids being taken out of Haiti because trafficking obviously is a mm-hmm. huge issue down there. Uh, and so for action points for everybody listening or watching from both of you or your perspective and now as somebody that actually is a Haitian and for you, Lisa, as the executive director of Overture International, uh, I think you said the first one is <laughs> just come back. Stop supporting orphanages. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, period. Period. We need, to, we need to stop. We need to stop supporting orphanages in Haiti. You got to dry that up. Because we are, we are killing families. We are killing children. Yes. Socially, mentally. We, we need to stop doing this. And that's one thing every listener or everybody watching the show or listening to the podcast later, find out if your church is supporting an orphanage, in this case, in Haiti. And then you got to have this conversation. But they have to learn first. They got to be able to be able yeah. to have the conversation. Right. And we have a website um, URL that's a little bit easier to get okay. directly to our orphanages are not the answer booklet. And and we also have other information on that page. What's that page? It's orphanagesarenottheanswer.org. Well, there you go. <laughs> so very easy to, to Orphanages go to. are not the answer. Dot org. Okay. And that'll take you directly to our booklet. That yeah, which is the one I'm looking at right here. Exactly. Which takes you through everything. And that's right. w- what have you found, Lisa, as a, as a good support? If you're going to go approach your pastor and you actually know, or you don't know, but you're going to find out. Uh, do we support any orphanages in Haiti? Uh, well, yeah, of course we do. Then what's a good approach? Yeah, I, I would start asking questions. How much do you know about this orphanage? Um, how, how often have you been there? I would ask for, for statistics. And then most churches probably, it, it, from a distance, it feels good. Even on a mission trip, it can look good. Right. But that's such a small window. It is a small through. window, and they don't see the damage that's being done to the children yeah. while they're in the orphanage. Yeah, I'll give you just one quick sure. example. We we um, and we didn't really discover this until after we reunified a child, um, and it was a year, mm-hmm. I think, after yeah. we had reunified mm-hmm. this child. That the reason they were in the orphanage is the child had been sexually abused, had been raped in that community, mm-hmm. and the child had been brought to the orphanage. Um, so here is a child who has been traumatized through a rape. They've been separated from their family, ostracized from their community, placed in an orphanage, isolated. Their trauma had never been addressed. They were there for eight years before we reunified them with their family and community. That's, that's a trauma that is, that is really, yeah. really 
had time to manifest in that child that you know it, it's unrepairable yeah yeah and that's why you have to avoid it in the first place right so and then and then in terms of something on the, that is a positive move we got to stop supporting orphanages but then uh kind of wrap up our thinking on what kind of what kind of organization should we support in this case in haiti especially yeah it is organization that that try to to work with with people that try to help people develop themselves like like helping families to 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 become self-sufficient uh, independent it is those type of organization that work with the community base but not going to 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 work with three front of an age or trying to bring food in haiti yeah but uh, organization that that really try to 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 touch the the development side of, of haiti yeah to actually help them get self-sufficient and moving in the right direction right for every community we go into we we're always trying to work our way out of that community the goal right. is that those community leaders and the community the families in that community they can stand on their own yeah. two feet. We're good. So. Thanks. Love you guys. Right. Thanks for the help. <laughs> Have fun back there in Faith, North Carolina. Right. Get out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but that's that's the goal. It's that self sufficiency and standing the on their own. Not that's to be wards of the state, wards of the uh of the ministry state, wards of any organization and, and there's good organizations out there, but not, the goal is to get them on their own. Right. Not to continue breeding. Yeah, that's God's design. And then how can people get involved specifically with Overture International and uh, Overture.International or Orphanages Are Not the Answer.org. But what, what would be some things that folks would actually have an option to do with you guys specifically? Well, they can financially support, they can pray for our mission, um, they can stay involved, they can follow us on Facebook, they can follow our blog, sign up for our emails. They send an email every two weeks to keep everyone updated on all the current information. And w and where are you finding most of your supporters? Is is it on this side, and the American side of it? Is it North Carolinians? Is it all over the place? No, or where are you guys looking? Actually, we we have donors all over. Um, we need more support. Uh, we the needs in Haiti have grown so significantly. Unfortunately, the support has not. Yeah. So why do you think that is? I think people see the news on Haiti. I think they're a little scared, and I think they're skeptical. Of, of supporting Haiti, but they need to know not all Haiti looks like right. Port-au-Prince. Port-au-Prince. Right. What, for you, uh, Anel, as a Haitian, where do you see a bright light in Haiti? You know, and obviously we're, we're looking at, we're trying to look at things through God's eyes, but on the ground, where do you see some hope in Haiti? Mm, the hope I have, I have been seeing since like a few years, three years, it's like the, the young people in Haiti, they are trying not to be more involved in, in things in Haiti, like doing comparison with how American people, young and American are living. They are understanding that the whites as human beings. Then I think if we can go on this uh, trend, I think we will go to the chain in Haiti because we need to know first that we have whites yeah. as human beings. Yeah, you got human rights. Then I think we, we get to the process through like the social media, like Facebook and other mm -hmm support that we have then until we get to the point we have the haiti because they will not accept that someone come with your own idea and go to haiti and say that we're going to solve haitian problem because no one can solve the haitian problem only haitian can solve the problem right if we give them the education the guidance yeah. that they need to to, to solve the, 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 the own 
support him. Well, 20 years ago, a young person in Haitian didn't really have a clue what was going on in the rest of the world. Besides media and technology, education, they're just ignorant. So this is just life. There's no hope when, when that's the case. But now, because of social media, digital world, now they're starting to see that, hey, wait a second, hold on a second. So there's actually some bright light there with the young people. Do you see that, Lisa, from your engagement over there in Haiti? I do. I see a lot more people standing up and, and taking responsibility. I see a lot of our staff um, taking the full responsibility to reaching out to families and communities. We have our team all the time calling us and saying, hey, this community needs our support. We need to, we need to help them. Uh, Are Haitians slow to trust after all these years of support and NGOs and the Clintons and all the other people come in there, are they kind of like, yeah, 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 we've got some more people from outside of Haiti coming yeah. to help, Absolute, whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. They, they, they don't trust like foreign people. They think they are, they are coming to take advantage on, on, sure. on them. Yeah. And they've got a good and reason to think that. What I have seen too, I have seen like people in the communities where now if you're coming and you are doing a kind of type of house for them, if it is not a good house, they, they will say, no, we, we don't want this from you because we used to see good houses somewhere. Then we are working that. We are working yeah. in the Haitian mindset. When we get to this point, we will, we will see the change in, in Haiti. Yeah. And then that's, again, uh, and Lisa, you mentioned this before, empowering Haitians. Right. Yes. The, the ultimate goal would be no more Americans. we got no reason to go down there. We can come visit. I love you. Yeah. We'll come hang out. Yeah. It'll be nice. Come over for a meal. Yeah. But we got it. We're on our own. And that's really what the goal is. We, we, we need to back up Haitian people, not take their place. And most of what's happening change. on the ground for Overture is Haitians. It's not Americans. 100 percent. Yeah, 100 yeah. percent Haitians. Yeah. yeah. So you just kind of keep your distance, Lisa. Well, I go about four times a year. Yeah. And that's for, for oversight and reporting. Yeah. Even but other than that, and, you can support them from here. Training. Yeah. But, Even uh, me, as Haitian, I, I, I try to guide them, but mm -hmm. not do anything at, at their place. They right. They want to go into the communities doing the workshops, yeah. work with people. We are not trying to do it at their place because Haitian people are really smart people. Mm -hmm. they, they're really they smart. We need to give them space. That's right. Yeah. The what were you saying, the Lisa? The key is hiring good people yeah, um, of course. That, are, that are passionate about serving, um, that are trained. Uh, we've got a great team of social workers. It took us a while to really find find good people I'm sure. um, that were had a mindset for the mission and serving. And how many people are you working with on the ground over there now in terms of support teams, people actually doing the work? How many are there? Um, our team is about 126. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. There's a lot going on. Yeah. That's really awesome. Well, I certainly uh, thank you for what you're doing. Thanks for informing thank us. You. Thanks for coming in to, to share. Orphanages are not the answer. Dot org. You. you can throw that in there. Orphanages are not the answer. Dot org. Or you can also go directly to overture.international, just overture.international. That's it. And you can check it out for yourself. Talk to your pastor, get this packet, uh, find out if your church is supporting an orphanage, especially in Haiti, and then make sure you stop that and then pouring into these families and communities. Lisa and Anel, God bless you. Thank you for being here. This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Thank Show. You, Steve. You're welcome. God willing.